Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome to today's broadcast of Tap Into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you, as always, I'm your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tapp, coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee, and happy to be beaming live not just over BTR, but also with the much larger-than-usual live audience. 
that only comes from the great folks that are simulcasting over at WCET Radio. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're listening worldwide at WCETFM.com or at WCET the app. All right, ladies and gentlemen, also glad to have Chief already in the uh, BTR chat room with me. Uh, Chief, of course, is the host of a great show on his own right. Uh, that show is called Simple Facts of Life, and that is exactly how he lays it out. He is masterful at telling you the story and then wrapping it around to the simple fact of life that he's illustrating that day. Like I've said a multitude of times, sometimes you can see where he's going with it. Sometimes he blindsides you. You never saw it coming, but the point is made crystal clear. Either way, it is always worth the listen. Thank you for being here, Chief. I appreciate it. Also got Crazy Cajun hanging out in the BTR chat room with us as well. He is, of course, an engineer with WCET, and he's helping to make sure that the live simulcast works as it is supposed to. And... That proper recording of broadcasts for rebroadcast is happening as well. Uh, however, he's doing that for WCET. There are other great radio stations across the country that are rebroadcasting this show as well. I want to give a shout out to those folks as well. If you're listening at KYAH 5:40 a.m., just so happens that that's Utah's talk authority, then thank you for joining me as I bring a little East Tennessee flavor to Utah's talk authority. Also got uh, KDIL 105.7 FM in Kennewick, Washington, as well as KOII 94.5 FM in Flagstaff, Arizona. You guys are the best. Thanks for tuning in. And remember to let your station managers know that you're digging this show or whatever else you're listening to on this show, too. Support everybody. Uh, they need it. And uh, just sending an email lets them know that you're listening. And sometimes that's the difference between whether or not they keep fighting or your favorite programs go away. So let them know. All right. Before we get any further, uh, <laughs> I'm taking a quick peek in the chat room to see the chief put up show being simulcast on Radio Free Zontar as well. So, hey, that's great. An even bigger live audience. I am now intergalactic. I had no idea. I knew we were international. I knew we were. Uh, you know, the, the podcast gets listened to on a uh, fairly large basis uh, in great countries like uh, Canada and Mexico and the UK in particular. Australia and France have really been uh, – France has really been coming on here lately as a matter of fact. But also uh, Japan, uh, lots of places where U.S. military personnel are stationed just coincidentally, uh, even more so where U.S. <laughs> U.S. military personnel, whom I know personally, uh, are stationed. So I, that might have a small factor with it. So you guys keep sharing out there. I appreciate it. But what I was about to say before I got sidetracked and wanted to share my new intergalactic level of live audience, and thanks for uh, thanks for sharing that with me, Chief, uh, is the fact that I wanted to thank Ron Edwards for having me on his program uh, just a few brief moments ago. Uh, as uh, we were doing the live thing, he had a great program. As usual, he was bringing the heat, dropping the hammer, and was kind enough to invite me on. And so thank you so much, Ron, for uh, allowing me to share the airwaves with you. Uh, of course, if you're listening to WCET, you have just come from Ron's show. Uh, if you're listening anywhere else, uh, you can find uh, anything you need to know about Ron Edwards at theronedwards.com. 
or you can find out anything you need to know about the programming. If you want to start listening live worldwide somewhere other than right here, uh, you can check that out at WCETFM.com. So uh, either way, check it out. Worth your time. Now, so many things, so many things to get to. I don't even know where to start other than this. Let me start right here. I don't know if Donald Trump or any of the Trump family will hear this, but on the off chance that they do, and because you never know what gets shared, I have occasionally discovered that my show has found its way to presidential ears, usually in the previous administration when they were looking for names to add to an enemies list. But in the event that they do, I do want to share uh, and offer up my sincere, heartfelt condolences to the Trump family on the passing of Robert. Uh, very tragic event. It is always hard to lose family, no matter no matter if it was unexpected or if you knew it was coming. It's never a great thing, and it's horrific timing on the part of Donald Trump's professional life at the moment as well. Because he was planning a lot of traveling this week as we have the Democratic virtual convention upcoming, and uh, Trump was planning on doing something that hasn't been done before, and uh, that is go campaign during the other guy's convention. Uh, everything about this year is going to be unconventional, though. Uh, the the fact that we're going to have everybody hiding in their basements and you're just going to get some slick produced video packages as opposed to an actual convention, it's going to be interesting to see. So I guess if you're having the unconventional convention, as I've heard many people already say, thinking they're so very clever. Hey, a three-year-old could have thought of that one, by the way. Uh, not particularly clever, guys. I suppose it's also a good opportunity to break some of the other traditional norms and go ahead and campaign. Uh, right now, there hasn't been any official announcements made. Uh, again, reminding everybody, if you're hearing this being rebroadcast, the time of the live broadcast is about 3 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, August 16th, 2020. Uh, yeah, I'll throw in the 2020 now in case somebody's going back into the archives. Um, the point is there hasn't been any official announcements as far as if any of the campaigning uh, travel is going to be altered as a result. Uh, I would suspect at least near the end of this upcoming week that kind of would have to. Uh, I know he certainly intends on being there for services. So, I, again, just heartfelt uh, condolences. And, uh, you know, for those of you who may have been looking forward to, uh, to attending a campaign event or getting to see a campaign event in your local area, you know, uh, Try not to to be too upset. It's not like Donald had planned this. Okay, uh, I've already seen some comments like that. And speaking of some comments, I guess that's really the best place to start today's show because I got to tell you what it it's not surprising anymore. It's it's just sickening. Some media organizations. Some partisan talking heads, some current Democratic office holders were out there, you know, instantly. I mean, within within mere moments, in some cases, of Donald Trump officially announcing the passing of his brother on Twitter, they used the death of Robert Trump 
to attack President Donald Trump. They started right on Saturday night. Now, Trump, of course, said in, in the statement, it is with a heavy heart I share that my wonderful brother, Robert, peacefully passed away tonight. He was not just my brother. He was my best friend. He will be greatly missed, but we will meet again. His memory will live on in my heart forever. Robert, I love you. Rest in peace. Now, a proper response to that should be, I'm very sorry for your loss, Mr. President. A proper response for that should be, my thoughts and prayers are with you and your family, sir. And it doesn't matter who you are on this planet. It doesn't matter how you feel. And I do want to at least acknowledge that a graceful and kind condolence was offered up by both Joe Biden and Kamala. So, you know, congrats on them for doing the right thing. Unfortunately, we now live in a time where people literally need to get a cookie for doing the right thing. It is now supposed to be pat on the back, gold star, newsworthy when you do the right thing. That's that's where we're living at right now. That is literally where especially people on the left are. So again, I, I want to offer that to both the Biden campaign, uh, uh, Joe Biden in particular, who actually his condolence sounded very heartfelt. I must say, I, I think I think his feelings of loss, family, both his first wife and his son Bo, I think those do still weigh heavy on his mind. And when he has those moments of cognitive clarity. I think that's still a very major part of what he thinks about. So I, I fully expect that Joe Biden's condolences were sincere. I, I don't want to insinuate otherwise. I don't want to insinuate that this was just, hey, see, we're the good guys kind of stuff. I really think they meant it, uh, at least uh, Biden and family. I, I don't know about Kamala. Kamala, who knows? Uh, it, Maybe she did, and, and I don't want to dismiss that she didn't, but I know she's part of that crowd that is out here doing exactly what some of the media organizations did, and they used Robert Trump's death to attack Trump and the Trump family in general. One of the most unabashed, ridiculous ones was actually in the Washington Post obituary. They stated that Robert Trump, younger brother of President Trump, who filed lawsuits against Nice, dies at 71. Really? Files lawsuit against Nice? Really? Excuse me? Really? Robert Trump is who you're supposed to be talking about, and you still want to make it about Donald Trump and the fact that you like their niece Mary better because she doesn't like Donald and wrote a book that, as far as anybody can tell, was highly fictionalized. And you kind of like the the story she had to tell. Oh yeah, yeah, Donald Trump. Uh, clearly, clearly, Donald was uh, uh, a very big racist his whole life. He said lots of racist things. I heard him say bad things. So automatically, she, you're on her side. They filed a lot. What does that have to do with Robert's passing? What does that have to do with Robert's passing? Online, the Washington Examiner, blah, blah, Washington Examiner reporter Jerry Dunleavy 
highlighted the difference between the headlines in the Washington Post obituary on former ISIS leader uh, al-Baghdadi and the headline for Robert Trump's obituary. The, the headline they used for al-Baghdadi appeared to be much kinder than the headline they used for the death of Robert Trump. Uh, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Austria religious scholar at helm of Islamic State dies at 48. That's the headline there. Now, uh, the Daily Caller social media manager, Logan Hall, noted just this week that the Washington Post attacked Fox News host Tucker Carlson for apparently mispronouncing Kamala Harris's name, even though presumptive Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden has pronounced it the exact same way as Tucker uh, since, you know, since Joe started uh, recognizing who Kamala was. The Washington Post headline stated Tucker Carlson's mangling of Kamala Harris's name was all about disrespect. Yeah, again, I'm going to have to take a step back and say, how is that disrespectful when you look at Kamala's name and it looks a whole lot like Kamala, you know, Kamala, Kamala. I'm sorry. As someone from East Tennessee, where occasionally my accent does shine through, we do occasionally run into situations where we simply pronounce something differently. It doesn't make it a mispronunciation. Now, clearly that doesn't apply when it comes to names, especially names that are not native English names. You know, for whatever reason, here in America, the average Joe walking in the street probably has a much better time pronouncing standard classic English names or Latin names because that's what our general speech is based on more so than, say, uh, Hindi or uh, Punjabi or, you know, whatever. And in this case, Camila, Kamala, Kamala, you know, I mean, Kamala is one that I've been using for a long time. I've been trying to make the effort, though, because I don't want to mispronounce her name on purpose. I typically don't want to do that. However, if somebody's going to keep lecturing me on it, I'm going to start saying, well, what is wrong with Kamala? Kamala? 
Kamala. I, is it even really that different? But anyway, the point is you've got this mainstream media outlet that wants to use wants to use Robert's death as a way to dig at Donald. Where is the decency? Well, it's clearly not there, right? We know that. There is no decency left in the uh, legacy media that just wants to tell you how the orange man is bad and how he's the kicker of puppies and eater of babies. They want to return to the days of Barack Hussein Alu Akbar Obama, except they want something more radically left than that because he, he just wasn't far enough to the left. That's what they want. I mean, sometimes, sometimes I, I will give you this. We, we're talking about the headline so far. Sometimes the article doesn't really line up with the headline. We see that a lot. Sometimes it's a clickbait headline. But in this case, the obituary for Robert Trump from the Post also consisted of gossip and attacks aimed at the president, including secondhand claims that Donald and Robert had a falling out decades ago. The Post obituary also spends much of its time on a book from Mary Zanise, who trashed the president and thus received praise for her book from the mainstream media. I guess I'm just expecting too much these days. I guess I'm really expecting too much. <laughs> Peeking back in the chat room, uh, Chief was telling me, if you can finally learn to pronounce Washington, uh, Kamala it should be a piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chief is Chief's in rare form today. Dawson said something earlier. Uh, is listening to your show the right thing? Uh, I was eating a cookie when you said that, though, <laughs> from me earlier. Uh, yes, yes, Chief, it, it is the right thing, as demonstrated by the fact that you keep coming back. Uh, I'm going to just hope that that's intentional, and we're going to move on from there. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the, the the Washington Post incapable of behaving as if a person who had meaning and worth uh, and was important to uh, surviving family members uh, had existed, had lived, and has now passed, all because he just happens to be the brother of the orange man who's bad. Disgusting horrific and still common practice for a lot of folks on the left right now. And and if you happen to be somebody who's only slightly to the left and you keep wondering why people like myself keep calling you out for this, take a look at who's representing you. Take a look at the legacy media that you follow. Take a look at why you, who are the only remaining customers for uh, these people, allow them to continue to get away with it because I would think – I would think that the average American citizen who just leans slightly to the left wants to hear the truth. Even if it's not the truth they want to hear, would still rather hear the truth than to be lied to, be lied to, be lied to, and then suddenly have that epiphany, that shocking moment when they realize for themselves that all of a sudden they were lying about that. 
And now it's too late for us to do anything about it. I mean, how do you not know that is what's going on by now? How do you not know that that is what's happening every single day and it will continue as long as you – because I can complain about it till I am blue in the face, and it will make no difference because I am not a consumer of their product, and they do not care. But if you're out there, if you happen to be somebody who's just slightly to the left and you accidentally came across this show, then bless you. Welcome. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if it's just to make fun of the things you hear me say that you think are so terribly wrong. Or in the case of Chief, when I just say something in a uh, East Tennessee dialect that he thinks is uh, funny. <laughs> so whatever you may come back for, I hope that you will. But I hope that you guys will start picking up the challenge and start demanding to hear the truth from your news sources or change your news sources. We've already had admissions from individuals who work in media who have now left, in some cases, high-profile jobs who either they themselves have said or they've had their producers or their executive Someone above them in the food chain who makes determinations about what gets reported that told them that they're, they're not there for news. The people consuming their product are not there for information. They're there for comfort. Do you really want to turn on CNN and expect to get comfort? I mean, bias confirmation is one thing, and we are all guilty to some extent of wanting a certain level of bias confirmation. We do. I myself am guilty of that. I, I hear somebody going down, and I will instantly start turning towards the I'm going to tear apart this person's argument before taking a deep breath and say, well, let's see what parts they say might be true. It's a hard thing to do, especially in this day and age, even more so when we have people like the Washington Post wanting to do something so blatantly evil for such blatantly political ideology, and that's it. All right, well, it is about – not quite, but about the halfway point of this first hour. As is often the case, I find myself uh, – having a hard time containing a topic to a regular radio segment time frame. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and do the uh, midway break. We'll pick up the next topic. I've got to get myself some new Edwards notebooks. I haven't gotten a new one in a while. I meant to say something to Ron earlier while I had him on, but uh, I've still got some good ones here. So let's go ahead and start with an Edwards notebook, maybe do a uh, – Quote or apathy project, and uh, certainly we'll do a veterans tip of the day. You guys don't go anywhere. I'll be back right after this. Abigail Disney, the grand niece of Disneyland and Disney World creator Walt Disney, along with Ben and Jerry's ice cream co-founder Jerry Greenfield, is calling for all governments, local, state, and federal, to raise taxes on the wealthy to fund the Corona China virus recovery. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, for those who buy into the class envy concept of going after the productive to give their wealth to the idle, don't believe the hype. The very wealthy will always find ways to move their wealth around to avoid overtaxation. But Ms. Disney is actually advocating raising taxes 
for everyone except those on assistance. But when taxes are raised, economic activities decrease, and as a result, fewer new businesses open and fewer new jobs are created. And over the long haul, tax revenues shrink in all of human history. Raising taxes has never brought about the cure of a virus. Just decide taxes do not improve government funding in the long run. Check out the truth, America. I'm Ron Edwards. Also, check out theronedwards.com for news updates and other great stuff. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. This is Tim Tapp on behalf of the Tap into the Truth Voter Apathy Project. Are you someone that believes that Roe v. Wade is settled law? Perhaps you think that man-caused climate change is settled science. Do you believe that CNN is the most trusted name in news? Then congratulations, you've got what it takes to be part of the Voter Apathy Project. You've already demonstrated that you don't care enough to learn that the Supreme Court has reversed itself on multiple occasions. You've also demonstrated the fact that you don't care enough to learn, well, anything about science. In fact, if you answered yes to any of these questions, then maybe you should just continue to settle for fake news. This has been Tim Tapp reminding you... That if you don't care enough to tap into the truth, maybe you should just stay home on Election Day. Late-nighters and WCET radio listeners around the world, listen up. The shop is here, and you can order WCET radio and your favorite shows swag right now. And show your friends and your neighbors you're awake by wearing one of our many shirts including our Stop the Censorship shirt. That one is a hot seller, so get yours while supplies last. We have coffee mugs, clocks, so you never miss your favorite shows, books, mouse pads, and more coming soon. Just go to WCETradio.com and click the Shop link. That's WCETradio.com and get to shopping. Become a WCET Late Nighter today. What is a late-nighter, you ask? A late-nighter is a loyal listener who wants access to the WCET radio shows on demand and wants to contribute to the station's growth with an annual or monthly listener contribution. Late-nighters also get priority access to host call-in shows, special WCET swag, and late-nighter-only events on the network. Become an annual late-nighter by August 31st and get a free WCET Stop the Censorship t-shirt sent directly to you all over the world. Just click one of Become a Late-Nighter buttons all over WCETradio.com to subscribe. Without you, there is no us. Hello, America. This is Tim Tapp for the Tap into the Truth 
Voter Apathy Project. Do you believe that calling COVID-19 the Wuhan virus is racist? Do you think that passing laws to prohibit hormone blockers and transgender surgeries to minors is bigoted? Do you believe that there is no reason whatsoever to question Joe Biden's current mental status? Then congratulations, you've got what it takes to be part of the Voter Apathy Project. You've already demonstrated that you don't understand the difference between describing where something comes from and racism. You've also demonstrated the fact that you don't understand that protecting children from... Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers potential lifelong harm is actually the job of adults. And you've also demonstrated that you've clearly not been paying any attention whatsoever to Joe Biden over the last several months. But then again, who can really blame you? Yes, in fact, if you said yes to any of the questions I just asked you, instead of going to go vote, maybe you should just keep being a lying dog-faced pony soldier. That's right. This has been Tim Tapp reminding you that if you don't care enough to tap into the truth, you should just stay home on Election Day. Because they invaded another country and had annexed a significant portion of called Crimea. He's saying that it was President Biden's loss. It's his fault. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. The founding fathers were true visionaries who understood the corrupt nature of government. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, the founders understood that if Americans did not maintain good moral standards and high-quality education, the republic would devolve into a mobocracy of self-centered elites seeking to rule over and dominate we the people, while at the same time utilizing barbaric mobs of misguided souls who contribute to the elite's goal of instability in order to tighten the grip of government power over we the people. The founders were wary of institutional threats to liberty and the citizen's sovereignty, which included centralized concentrations of power, monarchy, central banks, federal agencies, etc., and the tyranny of corruption unleashed by small-minded, self-interested, greedy grifters who saw all elected officers and positions of government influence as nothing more than means to increase their own private wealth. 
the greedy drifters of today are only in government to serve their own petty interests while not letting any crisis like Corona China virus or the death of George Floyd go to waste. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with me through that uh, bit of a break. Glad to have Flycatch in the chat room with us now as well. Uh, welcome back to the show, sir. Always uh, glad to have you here. Uh, explanation uh, coming from Flycatch that uh, Kamala is a Hindi name meaning lotus, and yet her behavior is much more like a locust. <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, that's it for me being clever. I'm uh, going to change topics now again, though, uh, before moving on. I want to remind everyone uh, that uh, it is a, a tough time right now in the Trump household, the Trump family, uh, dealing with the death of Donald's youngest brother, Robert. So, uh, again, heartfelt condolences going out to the entire Trump family. Now, discussing families in crisis. This is a follow-up on a story that we have been keeping a rather close eye on for quite a long time. In the state of Texas, it used to be pretty common practice for you to be able to count on justice. It used to be pretty common practice that you would be able to expect the best from the legal apparatus within the state. However, for some time now, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, the Austin area, they have made a conversion from the typical red of the rest of the state to being very blue areas, and as such, uh, people who become judges in these areas often are very much leftist, very much into the identity politics and very much into the social reengineering uh, that they have in mind in an effort to keep us divided. Well, a Dallas judge has effectively reversed a previous ruling uh, that would have granted the divorced father and mother of eight-year-old James Younger equal say in his medical and psychological care. If you'll remember, this is the young boy uh, who, when this all started a couple years back, in front of his mom, would dress up like a girl. The insinuation is that's mostly because that's what the mom wants. Uh, the mother tried to enroll the kid in school under the name Luna and uh, was going to try to move forward with transitional therapies and was expecting the uh, soon-to-be-divorced – because it started while the divorce was still ongoing uh, – that that time soon-to-be-divorced father to pay for all the expenses for which he saw no evidence that any of it was necessary. So he was fighting against it. Well, this new new ruling actually would put the father on the hook for paying for all the medical and psychological care and would allow this Dr. Ann uh, Gorgalis, I, I think, uh, George Alice, Gorgalis, whatever, and the boy's mother will be able to enroll James in school as a girl named Luna and subject him to transition therapy and medical procedures at the expense of his father, Jeffrey Younger. 
this according to the Save James Facebook page that was uh, this was actually reported earlier this week back on Tuesday. It was kept quiet. You'll remember there is a gag order in place preventing the father from talking publicly about this. So a relative has kind of sidetracked the gag order because they're not under any such gag order, and they have been reporting uh, on a Facebook page called Save James for a while. Now the details here, <clears throat> quoting – James and Jude did not have a victory in court today. Judge Mary Brown has condemned James and Jude to a life of therapy, confusion, and abuse without even having a hearing. There are no other words for what has happened today. Again, this is what was posted on the Save James Facebook page. Uh, continuing with that, she has forced James to live as Luna in a school surrounded by teachers and therapists who do not acknowledge that he is – I'm sorry, that he has said multiple times to multiple people without Jeff around that he wants to be a boy and hates being forced to be a girl. Now, if that is true… Then my God in heaven, what is going on here? Now we've heard the claims from the father, and now we're hearing the claims from another relative that the boy has expressed without the father being around that he hates being forced to act like a girl. Now back in October, Judge Kim Cooks overruled the initial verdict that was handled handed down by a Texas jury that granted sole conservatorship of James to his mother and instead granted 50-50 joint conservatorship to both parents. The decision meant that both the mother and the father would have to consent to any medical treatments. 50-50 equals say, equal partners, one vote vetoes. That's all it should take. In January, a new judge in the case, Mary Brown, initially affirmed the court's decision to grant Younger joint conservatorship. But Brown allegedly rolled back that decision this past Tuesday, very quietly and without the mainstream media paying any attention whatsoever. The legacy media doesn't want to talk about this story because the details continue to come out that young James doesn't want to do this. He has moved past any point where he might have suffered from some level of confusion on the issue. If that was ever in existence at all, if that was ever anything other than in the imaginings of the mother, the good doctor, who wants to be in the in crowd. She's a big time leftist. She wants to. She is in pediatric psychology. She, among all other people in this country, should have a vested, deep understanding to the damage that is done to children forced to go through this. Even to children that are legitimately going through gender dysphoria, they have all kinds of needs on a psychological basis that are not going to be met by these forced changes. The stats are out there. The information is available. The research has been done. There is still no higher group of 
no higher level of suicide among any individual group out there. The transgender individuals actually have a higher rate of suicide than our veterans. And the worst part of it is, is this is based on low-ball estimates because we don't know what the true numbers are because we know a lot of these folks never report that they're struggling with it. At first, when, when this happened, I was very concerned about the way the new judge was put in place, but at the very least, the new judge seemed to be unwilling to make a change. There was a whole lot of… Uh, politicalization that was going on in the early days of this too, and it just seemed like, okay, well, this person did this. They wanted to remove the previous judge, as <laughs> I almost fall out of my chair. <laughs> uh, that was actually scary for a minute. Uh, that's how I worked up on this topic I'm getting, by the way, so bear with me, guys. They – the. Uh, the previous judge, they made a legitimate move to remove her because she made a Facebook post not saying that she was in favor of one side or the other, but by saying that she was not being bullied or influenced by the governor or the um, state attorney general. She said I was not – she said this is what I'm doing. I'm doing this based on Texas state law. I'm doing this based on what my job is, and because she said that on Facebook, well, we got to get rid of her. So here comes Mary Brown. Mary Brown takes a look at it and says, I'm not inclined to change this, but then now, quietly, this past week, no more. A younger had allegedly become concerned after he discovered medical records indicating that his ex-wife had referred James to a local gender transition clinic and had begun the process of medically transitioning him into a girl. Now, this, of course, was reported at LifeSite News. Uh, if you're not familiar with LifeSite, if you are anybody who has even the slightest inkling about the pro-life movement in this country, you need to be checking them out. It's hard for me to believe that if you're involved in that at all, you're not familiar. But by all means, check them out, lifesitenews.com. Uh, Younger claims that his son never expressed any desires to be a girl when he was with him and that his ex-wife is pressuring James into transitioning. Now, we've talked about this multiple occasions. At the start of the school year last fall, James reportedly chose to attend school as a boy and under his given name. Is there anything else you ought to know about this? Well, according to the Save James Facebook page, the ruling was handed down on Tuesday without a hearing. Now, why was there not a hearing? How do you have a ruling without a hearing? Why, If you've already granted a ruling previously that you're not going to change this, what happened? How is there not a hearing? I, I want to know more specifics there, but at any rate, the page added that, quote, a special evidentiary hearing is scheduled for September and requested that supporters donate to cover Younger's increasingly expensive legal fees. should be noted that there may be more to the case than is being reported. 
just as a uh, side, Glenn Beck and Stu Begier over at Blaze TV discussed some of the new but highly questionable details that emerged from the case in the court proceedings last October. Um, more about the case from the Daily Caller. You can find out. I mean, folks have been following this case for a while, thankfully. But I want to know. I want to know what the special evidentiary hearing uh, is expected to accomplish. We've got to wait till September. If Doctor, I want to turn my boy into a little girl, has free reign to do so and make younger pay for it. In the meanwhile, there's a lot of time between now and September. We've got weeks. I mean, it'll be here before you know it, don't get me wrong, but a lot of damage can be done, especially if you start some type of hormonal treatment. A lot of damage can be done. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. To this young boy at a physical level. And if this hearing is scheduled for late September, then heaven help us. That's nearly a month and a half at this specific moment in time that we're discussing this. But what is the difference here? What has happened? I want to know how this happens in Texas. I want to know how this happens in America. I want to know what is going on behind the scenes. What was the pressures on Judge Mary Brown to just all of a sudden, eh, you know what, we're changing this. I was okay with the 50-50 thing before, but you know, without scheduling a hearing, you want to tell me there wasn't some discussion? There wasn't some motion filed by an attorney from Dr. I think my son's a girl? Which is officially my new name for her. I'm going to leave it at that. That's She does not deserve to be called by her actual name. I mean seriously, you, you expect me to believe that a judge just uh, randomly was going through a backlog of files and, oh, now that I think nobody's paying attention to this story anymore, I'm going to go do the leftist thing that I got appointed to this case for in the first place? Is that what happened? Or was there a motion from the mother? And if there was a motion, how dare you do anything without allowing the father and his attorney to be present and to counter? Isn't that how this is supposed to work? I mean, is there some ridiculous allegation now that the father is involved with something illicit that would have required immediate emergency decisions? Because if that's the case, why wasn't that made public? Why isn't that the headline? 
Mr. Younger, son, uh, father of son James, who's embroiled in transgender case, found uh, involved in prostitution, gun running, and uh, being an associate of Barack Obama. You know, any of those things, suddenly I'm like, okay, well, maybe something needs to change. That still doesn't make it okay to force this crap on this kid. Not even close. And it sounds very much like everything that's being reported except from the mother. The mother seems to be the only person who's got it in her head that her little boy wants to be a girl. And I don't know if you heard the Voter Apathy Project before the transition, but the first one at the top talks about how it's actually the job of adults to keep kids from making lifelong harmful decisions. So even if the kid who is just now seven – no, eight now. Sorry, I apologize. Just now turning eight is not old enough to make that kind of a decision for themselves, even if that's what he wanted to do. Even if he genuinely believed that he should be a she, that he in fact is a girl trapped in a male body, even if that's what – he actually believes in his heart of heart with every fiber of his being he is too young to make that choice for himself. And it is not the role of you, the adult, the parent, the mother to say, well, okay, you should just be a girl now. It is your role to say, you know what, uh, this kind of thing happens uh, sometimes, and more often than not, you're going to change your mind about this as you get older, as you mature, as you enter into puberty maybe even. That should be the role. You know, you can be kind, you can be compassionate, you can have the lefty, huggy, touchy, feely conversation rather than just say, Boy, quit that crap. Which is what I would have gotten when I was growing up. If that had ever happened, which it never even came close to happening, by the way, just for the record. But if you look at this from a realistic adult level, <laughs> it's pretty clear cut. But the mom's got something wrong with her. She does. Clearly she does. First of all, she's not a very good mom. <gasps> Tim, how dare you? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Go ahead. Sexist, hate women. I'm just like Donald Trump. Whatever. Say what you will. But any mother who's trying to force her son to become her daughter when her son doesn't want to be her daughter is got something wrong. She's not a very good mom. Any mom who doesn't want to support her son in doing that but is still going to go along with it has something wrong with it because you should be fighting it. You should be saying, uh, you know what, boy, um, you are eight years old. You don't get to make that call. I'm the adult. I'm the parent. I make that call. What, you're going to go tell somebody? Go tell them. <laughs> I completely agree. Chief in the chat room just said uh, the mom needs a court-ordered transition to sanity. And again, what makes this story so bad is the nature of what the mother does for a living. She is in pediatric psychology. I'm sure she's convinced herself that her son is showing all these symptoms. What is wrong with this woman, and what is wrong with this judge? That is suddenly going to say, hey, you know what? We're going to go back to just uh, sole conservativeship. I'm sorry. Why don't we say what it is? This is about custody of the child and decision-making. Now, conservatorship 
doesn't necessarily mean they get to share custody evenly because that's why they use the differential in terms. At the end of the day, it should be the same, but uh, again, they've managed to find a way, uh, they being the left here, to muddy the waters to make it that much harder for fathers to be involved with their children's lives when uh, they just continue to say that that's what they want. We want these people to be involved, but then we're going to turn around and make it as absolutely hard as possible for them to. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. That's legal. That's justice. We don't care how much it hurts the child. We don't care how many other people are harmed by this. We don't care how it tears and rips apart families because after all, that is the agenda of the left. Have you not seen it? Am I saying something that has not occurred to you yet, that you haven't heard from somewhere else, that you haven't done the research, haven't seen for yourself? The left wants to destroy families. They want to continue popping out worker drones for their socialist policies. They need the worker bees to do the work that they don't want to, but they don't want anybody with a sense of self-worth. They don't want anybody with the ability to critically think. They don't want anybody who knows not only to ask a question, but to ask the right questions. How dare you challenge them? They are the great and powerful, and we are just the peons. We are the ones that are beneath them and will remain beneath them for as long as they will permit us to exist. That's how they perceive this reality. This father has had the deck stacked against him from the beginning, and it looks like they've just shuffled that deck again, putting him even further from the top of it. This man needs help. This mother needs psychiatric help. This child needs help, and I'm no longer calling for uh, equality in this occasion. I am calling for in the name of all that is holy in heaven, in the name of actual justice, and in the name of what's best for this child. The child needs to be put solely in the hands of the father. Now, if there is some other reason why that doesn't make sense, then the child and the child's sibling need to be taken out of the custody of both of them. She has proven she is not worthy of making the right decisions for this child. She has no business raising one. And oh, by the way, if you are a patient of hers, if you have a child that is a patient of hers, you need to find another doctor ASAP. This chick continues to fight behind the scenes and clearly is continuing to fight dirty because how in the name of all that is holy does this happen without a hearing? Unfracking believable. I mean every time I think I've heard the worst, every time I think we've seen the worst thing that can happen, every time I think we actually get close to a happy ending for a change, now, eh, they're just biding their time. They're just waiting for their chance where they think nobody's looking. Well, we're looking, guys. We're looking, Judge Mary Brown. We're looking, Dallas court system. We're looking – Doctor, not capable of raising my son. We're looking long and hard. You have made this a national spectacle, and we should find ways to support this man and help him, period. Not for his benefit, not for the benefit of the father, 
but for the benefit of this child who's being forced to perform in drag for his mother's benefit, for his mother's entertainment, for his mother's feeling of need to say, well, I help treat children like this. I need a bona fide. I need to be able to say, well, it's happened in my own home, and here's how I dealt with it. You want to tell me that that's not playing a role in this? You want to tell me that part of this isn't her wanting people to believe, well, I had to handle this same thing in my own house, and it drove a wedge here and drove a wedge, but we still eventually did what was best for Luna. Okay, helpful hint. If you're trying to do what's best for the kid and you're really going to transition him to her, Luna's not a great name either. Okay, So again, step up, be a parent, get at least get a better name. That alone should be grounds to disqualify you. Uh, see, now I'm just being mean. Yeah, I guess I am. But I'm being mean directed at her because of what she's putting not her ex-husband through, but what she's putting her child through. Chief uh, making a good suggestion here, and I hope I hope this makes its way to them. She's saying that the father should go to the state professional board and file a formal request to have the mother's license pulled. Give her something else to think about. I don't know that that would get very far based on how these folks will be looking to protect her, but you know what? That's a dang good idea, and I agree. Should do exactly that. All right, that's going to have to be it for the first hour. Uh, we'll do the reset for all those stations that uh, rebroadcast the show one hour at a time. So uh, you guys don't go anywhere. Uh, Chief, uh, Cajun, stay right where you're at. WCET listeners, stay right where you're at. Uh, hour number two starts right after this. But for the rest of you guys that are listening to the rebroadcast, remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared. Put in some effort, and more importantly, to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. In the meanwhile, stay safe, stay healthy, and, uh, you know, be smart, even if it kind of goes against your nature. I'll be back. Seems like a thousand years. Since we had real fears But the old ones won't forget These broken levee walls Had a few close calls But they haven't fallen yet And you know the rain's coming The rain's coming All your days and all your nights It brings a storm on you Sun beats down and it fakes the ground and you watch the rich land die. Such a vicious drought, even hopes in doubt, but there are no clouds in the sky. But you know the rain coming, the rain coming all your days and all your nights. When you feel the first drop fall When it kisses your skin The storm will begin To bring with it promise of change When you hear the thunder roll The lightning begun The flood will come To wash out the things 
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing. That is, of course, with all the usual caveats. Uh, with you as always, I'm your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap Committee, alive from Historic Rome County, Tennessee, and glad to have along for the ride a slightly larger audience than usual for the live broadcast as we are simulcasting with the great folks over at WCET Radio. And uh, that, of course, means that we are emanating out of Columbia, South Carolina for that purpose. Uh, we got WCETFM.com 
pounding it out there worldwide, or you might be listening at WCET, the app. Either way, thanks for being here. I hope you're enjoying it. Hop on in that chat room while you still have the opportunity and uh, let Cajun know you're there, and I'll give you a shout-out. And speaking of those shout-outs, we do have a couple of folks hanging out with us here in the BTR chat room as we are doing this thing live on a Sunday afternoon, just a few brief moments after 4 p.m. Eastern right now, and it is August 16th, 2020. It's a Sunday. It's the beginning of a great new week. We've got uh, Chief Host of Simple Facts of Life hanging out with us. We've got Bringing It Boy who just slipped into the chat room as well. Glad to have you here uh, as always. Uh, uh, boy is uh, sending us a happy non-mask-free Sunday, y'all. <laughs> and, of course, we've got the crazy Cajun hanging out with us as well. Uh, he's, of course, making sure that the live simulcast with WCET goes off without a hitch. By the way, that's hard work, and I do not make it any easier. And also making sure that everything is properly recorded for the purposes of rebroadcasting on that station. Uh, it does a great job, by the way. All right. Uh, again, so many things to try to get to. Going to have to just uh, touch on a few of them and not really get too in deep, uh, too in deep, too in depth on any of them. Um, first, uh, going to have to go back and do some reading. Uh, let's see here. Chief uh, just shared in the chat room. State of Oregon mandated that I wear a mask, not because of COVID, but because I'm so ugly. <laughs> All righty then. Okay, so what are some of the things going on in the world today that you might need to know? Well, obviously, in the first hour, we uh, offered up our condolences uh, to the Trump family on the passing of Robert Trump. We also uh, critiqued media and uh, leftists in general who wanted to take the opportunity of Robert's death to again attack Donald Trump. We also talked in depth about the ridiculousness of Judge Mary Brown and her very quiet reversal uh, in the case of a young boy by the name of James whose mother is constantly trying to call him Luna. Is trying to transition the poor boy into becoming a girl. The boy is now eight years old and now marks the second full year of fighting this battle. It's almost a year and a half that this has been in the national headlines. There's still a gag order in place of the father. Uh, news is coming from a Facebook page called Save James, if you're interested in looking it up and following it, that's being run by a family member that is not under said gag order. Uh, we had an initial court ordering that said that uh, the boy was in the full custodial care of the mother and uh, that the dad was going to have to pay for this transitional thing that the dad claimed he saw nothing uh, even remotely resembling the boy's desire to be anything other than a young boy. As that uh, proceeded, uh, a new judge took over and the judge gave 50-50 conservativeship meaning that uh, both parents would have to agree with any medical or psychological treatments the boy received. So the father was exercising his veto power under that scenario. Uh, lots of criticism from media came against that judge. So that judge then took to Facebook to announce that she was not being influenced by the governor or the uh, district – well, the attorney general of the state. 
which was an accusation that was being made quite frequently. And then as a result of making a statement at all on Facebook, even though it was to defend herself and her own choices, uh, there was a movement then to remove that judge from this case and then enter Judge Mary Brown. At that point in time, that judge said, you know, I'm not inclined to reverse anything, and we're going to leave the previous ruling alone. It remains 50-50 between the father and the mother on this issue. Well, this past Tuesday, very quietly, Judge Mary Brown uh, reversed that decision. So I spent a great deal of the end of the last hour talking about exactly that. I'm recapping this. For those of you that are listening to the rebroadcast of the show who maybe missed uh, the first hour for whatever reason, this is a story that's not going to get a whole lot of media attention. We need to be offering up whatever assistance we can on behalf of the father because the little boy is the one who needs it. I don't know nor do I care what went down between the mom and the dad. They have their personal history. They have whatever happened. My concern is about this boy, and I'm sorry, but this boy, even if it was true that he wanted to be Luna, he's only eight years old now. It's the job of the parents to be the parents and say, son, look, let's have that hallmark moment. Let's have that coming together. I understand that you feel this way now, but uh, that's probably going to change as you get a little older because it usually does. Now, if it doesn't, we can cross that bridge when we get there. But right now, you're just my little boy, and – when you're with me, this being the mother, you can dress however you want. You can play however you want, and I'll call you whatever you want. But we're not going to go to a doctor. We're not going to go to a psychiatrist. We're not going to do anything to try to convince you that you're not a boy. You can just be you, be yourself, and that's fine. I just love you. You can have that conversation, and that's okay. But the second you try to sign this kid up for transitional therapies, which she did while the boy was still seven, had just turned seven. In fact, if I'm remembering correctly, she tried to start this process when the boy was still six. So for the, the love of all that is holy, be a parent instead of trying to be a trendy little uh, physician who wants to be in the in crowd. Oh, the trending trans business, and, and I, I really thoroughly enjoy the people that actually talk about trans trending behavior and then turn around and tell me that that's not a real thing even though they engage in it themselves. It's astounding. Something's got to be done. All right, speaking of things that's got to be done, getting to this hour's topics, it would appear that law and order – is going to return to the streets of Chicago, at least against riots. The Chicago uh, literally moved into crackdown mode. Cops swooped in. They ended unrest, arrested dozens during a downtown demonstration. Stepped up, got it done as they needed to. And I'm glad to see it because we had a situation where you literally had the top cops from uh, – from the very top cop all the way down to uh, the lowest beat cop uh, in the uh, the uh, police union members and police union leadership all calling previous to this announcement 
uh, this activity, this action, all calling for the federal government to charge these rioters and looters with whatever federal crimes that they could find so that they would still suffer some kind of consequence. They're still concerned that the local DAs are not going to enforce law. They're not going to charge them. They're going to treat these people as if it's perfectly okay for them to attack police officers, to try to blind police officers, to throw rocks and bottles, and in some case, Molotov cocktails. Uh, it's perfectly okay. So they want these people charged at the federal level where they have some confidence that they'll at least face some consequence. So congratulations. Glad that that happened. Also, another headline worth briefly mentioning. Evidently, Rashida Tlaib voted no on the Democratic Party platform and voted no on nominating Joe Biden. So, uh, yeah. There you go. It uh, tells you a little bit about who Rashida Tlaib is, and I'm okay with you knowing who she is. All right, another headline worth mentioning. It's almost kind of funny. Uh, there's reports out now that the rich and the famous are leaving Hollywood in droves. Uh, the reason why? Well, uh, they're quoting unrest as the primary driver. <laughs> Excuse me. But when pressed a little further, a lot of them are admitting that taxes are also a part of it. And in fact, it's kind of a combination. These people who are wealthy enough to afford the uber leftist over taxation policies were happy to do so as long as it meant that they got, well, what you expect from paying taxes protection from the darker side of society. If you're buying multi-million dollar estates and paying big time tax dollars, you expect that police are going to answer when you call and that the homeless are going to be removed from your front gates, that you're not going to have to deal with those kind of issues. That's why you pay all that money for it. So there's that. One of the bigger things, though, is uh, – the latest headline coming from the Ringo of, of the squad, Ayanna Presley, uh, made some headlines when the Massachusetts Democrat uh, had demanded that the Postmaster, Postmaster General Louis DeJoy resign from the United States Postal Service, but also was calling for unrest in the streets. That was the big headline. Ayanna Presley called for unrest in the streets on Saturday during an appearance on MSNBC's AM Joy. Quoting here, I'm looking to the public. You know, this is as much about public outcry and organizing and mobilizing and applying pressure so that the GOP-led Senate and these governors that continue to carry water for this administration – Putting the American people in harm's way, turning a deaf ear to the needs of our families and our communities, hold them accountable. Make the phone call. Send the emails. Show up. It's the show up part that led to some people wondering what she really meant. 
So she continued because Presley told Tiffany Cross, quote, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. And unfortunately, there's plenty to go around. All right. So see, it's not just a case of somebody taking her out of context or claiming she said something that she didn't actually say. She used the words, there needs to be unrest in the streets. For how long? For as long as there's unrest in our lives. When exactly do you expect you're going to achieve a level in your life where there's not some level of discomfort or unrest? At what point in your life, if you're actually out there living one and you're involved in the world, unless you're hidden underneath the deep, deep abyss of the ocean in your own private shelter where literally no one and nothing can get to you, do you think you're going to be completely without stress in your life? Is there such a point? Because i got to tell you, if you're not feeling any stress at all, you're not alive. Or you're so com- Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Completely unplugged from your life that uh, you're not living it. There needs to be unrest. Come on. Now, Cross replied to that saying, quote, I have. I have no retort to that, Congresswoman. That's that's certainly accurate. Really? Really? Uh, what part is accurate? That, that there's plenty to go around? If that part was actually true, I will give her credit for that. Uh, is there plenty of unrest to go around? Yeah, but why is there so much unrest? Why is there so much unrest on the streets of American cities right now? Well, of course, they want to tell you, well, it's because of Donald Trump. Everything is because of Donald Trump. I literally heard this moron uh, the other day talking about how the college football players who aren't going to get to play should be mad at the person responsible, and that's Donald Trump. How is Donald Trump responsible for decisions being made by conferences and collegiate athletics? Donald Trump's out there saying that uh, we want to get these kids playing. Doesn't seem to me like he's uh, disinterested in allowing football players to play. Now, he actually kind of sounds to me like he's overly interested. That's not where his job lies. What Donald Trump does is he loves bringing around and turning up uh, any cultural issue that he can touch on. Any cultural issue that he can touch on. So sports, because it's become so politicized, becomes one of those cultural issues. Sports is one of those places where people like myself love to remind you that the reason we used to love watching sports is because it was an opportunity for at least an hour, two hours, depending on the sport you were watching, uh, maybe longer if there's overtimes or if you're watching the professional version as opposed to the collegiate version. It was an opportunity for us to forget about all the crap in our daily lives. 
an opportunity for us to root for the team we were rooting for, to root against the team we wanted to root against. It was a way to be unified and pulled together with people who, regardless of what color they were, what religion they practiced, who they voted for, if they were fans of that jersey that you were still pulling for, you guys for community at least until the end of that game. It was a great opportunity and a great way to remind ourselves here in this country that there are things that unify us other than just what the body politic wants to tell us. That's why we didn't like it when sports became politicized, but uh, they have been now, unfortunately. And there are a lot of people. I believe that there is roughly 10% of the people involved in the decision-making to shut down college sports that are doing so out of legitimate concern for the student-athletes. These student-athletes could be in harm's way, and they don't have better information sources. So all they get is the panic porn from the legacy media, and they buy into this, and they are right there and thinking, okay, fine, we'll do this. Why is there so much unrest on the streets? Maybe there's so much unrest on the streets right now because we have mayors in cities like Seattle and Portland and Chicago who refuse to do what's necessary to quell the unrest. We don't have demonstrators. We don't have protesters. We have rioters and looters. We have criminals running wild, running rampant on your streets, and that creates unrest. You know how to squash that? You unleash your police officers, you take into custody the criminals that are engaged in the criminal behavior, and you provide street bleh, you provide safe streets for your law-abiding citizens, and suddenly the unrest goes away. There might be an undercurrent of whining. Oh, they didn't let us take over. They didn't let us to have a block. Yeah, they let them do that in Portland. They let us do that in 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 Seattle. They let us just take over the the the, the district in Chicago. Why can't we do it all the time? You can't because it's wrong. You can't because none of that stuff you're trying to steal belongs to you. That's why it's called stealing. You can't because it's not your stuff to break. It's not your stuff to take. It's somebody else's hard-earned effort that you are seeing exemplified in reality, something that's their effort having become tangible. You don't, you don't want to pay for those Nikes? Then don't get them. You don't want to pay for uh, those Apple phones? Then don't. Figure it out, but it's not yours to take. Somebody somewhere is paying for the buildings that they're in. They're paying for the salaries for the people that are supposed to be there, at least up until the time that that was no longer viable. You're putting people out of work who need to work. You're hurting other people. You're not hurting corporations. You're not hurting America. You're hurting individual people, and they're only going to put up with it for so long. So I'm sorry, Miss Presley. I'm sorry, Ringo of the squad. But that unrest is there because of democratic policies and failure of leadership. 
there will be unrest in the streets for as long as the as the what for as long as the is unrest in the lives of black Americans. I suppose that's probably a typo. Now that's something Presley told Jim Brode on WGBH News, Greater Boston, back in June. So this is something she's been practicing for a while. Presley also said the U.S. Postmaster General is corrupt and demanded that he must resign. He has to be held accountable. So in my letter, we call for his resignation, but at the bare minimum, he must be subpoenaed to come before the Oversight Committee and to be taken to account for the way in which he has contributed to attempts to undermine our democracy by dismantling the United States Postal Service. Let me stop you right there, Ms. Presley. This is actually a topic that came up when I was on with Ron on his show earlier today. If you missed it, uh, go back and check his show archives. I was unusually on point. <laughs> Not at all as meandering as I am on my own show. Um, they got a problem because they want universal voting. They want to keep – Conflating universal voting and absentee voting as being the same thing. Universal mail-in voting is not the same thing as absentee voting. Now, if your state establishes all mail-in voting having to be under the same guidelines as absentee voting would be, I think there is less concern, but only slightly less. But regardless of whether or not you believe the Postal Service is capable of doing this or not… Ultimately, this big tinfoil hat, this conspiracy theory that the Democrats are now pushing, it's all contingent on Donald Trump wants to keep you from being able to vote by mail, so he's intentionally trying to destroy the post office. That is not what's happening. It's not even close to what's happening. I want to get you to jump into the way back machine and let us travel back in time together. Let's go back a couple of decades, and let's find out, was the Postal Service financially solvent then, or were they depending on millions of supplemental dollars being given to them by the federal government? All right, now that we've checked that, now that we've went back in time, let's go further back. Let's go back a couple more decades. How were they doing then? Oh, kind of the same. Uh, they're not wasting as much money then as they are now, but they still needed the federal government. The United States Postal Service is not officially uh, a branch of the federal government. It's not supposed to be funded by the federal government, but through the generosity with our taxpayer dollars. Of course, the federal government has given them enough to keep them going. They are, as is often described, a quasi – they're a quasi-private uh, sector industry, and the reason they use that terminology is because they are not capable of surviving on their own. This guy who is now in charge, he's a big-time Trump supporter. That's why the Democrats don't want him, and they think that his efforts to try and actually save the post office 
is an effort to manipulate the election. No, you're trying to manipulate the election by demanding universal mail-in balloting. It's not necessary. Even the vaunted Dr. Fauci has said that there's no reason why we should have to go to a universal mail-in ballot. He said there's no reason you can't do the wearing of the mask and some social distancing, and it might take a little longer, but you can still vote in person. There's no reason to have to do things any differently than what you've done before. He said it. He's on the record. Fauci. You know, the guy the left, you know, if you're one of these lefties, you, you still think he hangs the moon, right? If he's telling you that, then why aren't you listening to anybody else? And again, like I mentioned when talking to Ron, I personally know uh, a little over half a dozen folks that work for the post office. They're great people. They're working hard. They're doing a tough job, and uh, they are facing restrictions. But the restrictions that they were under before the new guy took over weren't much better. It just means they had to work a lot of extra time. Post office needs some changing if you're going to save it. It does. It's got to become fiscally capable of withstanding its own needs. There is no reason why we should be putting in billions of dollars to a what is still supposed to be a private industry, billions of taxpayer dollars at a point in time when people are sending less and less mail. Ooh, well, now you're just parroting a talking point. There's a reason why that's a talking point, boys and girls. It's because it's true. Now, Chief in the chat room makes a good point. says that the uh, if the Postal Service needs government funding, so be it. Establishment of a postal system is one of the uh, – okay. one of the 18 – Constitutionally mandated powers of the federal government. And okay, so there you have it. But at what point does it say that the current existing United States Postal Service has to be what the government utilizes as a postal service? Why not just shut it down? Let it keep competing on its own. Don't give it another dime and create your own version that is complete and total bureaucracy. That's the only thing the government can do better anyway than what the post office has done, and that's create more bureaucracy. Point is, I don't want to see the post office go bye-bye. I want to see them saved, and if that means they have to make some changes, so be it. Well, what about the people that are at home that, that rely on the post office to deliver their medicines? Well, maybe it's time they had it shipped via FedEx or or UPS. Maybe it's time they used a courier service. Maybe it's time they did something. Well, they can't afford that. Or can they afford what the post office is doing right now, which is more hurtful? I mean there's a ton of easy solutions to that. A ton of them. You just have to be willing to do it, and yes, it might mean a little more money out of your pocket, but at the end of the day, ultimately, that's what you need to save the post office is more money out of your pocket. The post office cannot continue to pay their people what they've been paying their people, especially higher up the food chain, and not charge more for the service or get more efficient, one or the other. 
Maybe we do have to finally put an end to Saturday service. Again, not a fan, not calling for it, don't want to see it. But if you're going to save the post office, you have to do it in a way that makes sense. You have to apply business models because it's supposed to still be a business. Let us not jump to conclusions that just because Donald Trump very inartfully happens to say, by the way, we're having to do this right now too, and to make it sound as if maybe it is because I want to prove to you you can't do a universal mail-in ballot and expect it to count. But do you really suspect that it would be good for this country to have to wait three, four, five days to declare a winner? And then still have votes come in after that. Well, uh, they were lost in the mail because that stuff happens all the time, all the time. I don't know that there's a simple solution here, but to sit back here and to try and politicize the attempt to save the post office and turn it into a conspiracy theory that Donald Trump's trying to steal the election. No, show up. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Put yourself in a full biocontainment hazard suit if that's what it takes to make you feel safe, and then go vote. Nobody's trying to keep you from voting. Nobody's trying to make you do something that's not safe. But again, Dr. Fauci, I know a lot of folks that typically listen to this show aren't going to take that as a great source of information. But all you lefties out there whining about the post office, you sure do. So if you can believe him, if you can take his word for it. Can do it. <laughs> Cajun in the chat room says, that reminds me uh, to go get my junk mail from yesterday. <laughs> hadn't been out to your uh, hadn't been out to your mailbox. <laughs> the mailbox there. Uh, that's great. All right, I've blown past the halfway point as I am inclined to do. So you guys stay right where you're at. We're gonna do that little uh, mid hour break. And then upon my return, we shall pick up yet another topic uh yeah for now here's a little ron edwards the silent majority in the united states today is completely useless and is now part of the problems plaguing society hello i'm ron edwards on today's page from the edwards notebook while beautiful cities like seattle portland and the greatest city in the world new york city Less than a year ago, we're attracting millions of tourists from around the United States and the world. Jobs were plentiful, and life seemed good and getting better. But there are those on the political left who are lurking in their dark, hellish holes, waiting 
for the right time to begin their demonic mission of riotous destruction of our cities with no resistance from the police or the so-called silent majority of law-abiding gun owner citizens who have endured burned-out businesses, blocked intersections, murders, rapes of both adults and children. Yet the Wimpus Americanus Apologeticus silent majority remains silent and unwilling to defend our republic from the BLM Antifa Soros barbarians who will not stop ruining America until America stops them. The so-called silent majority better silence the barbarians before the barbarians silence America permanently. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Hello, America. This is Tim Tapp with the Tap into the Truth Voter Apathy Project. Are you someone that believes that COVID-19 is legitimate grounds for an all-mail-in ballot in the upcoming 2020 presidential election? Are you someone that believes that voter ID laws are nothing more than an attempt to disenfranchise minority voters? Do you believe that the Electoral College delegates should be forced to vote in the same fashion as the results of the national general election, regardless of the outcome of the vote in the home states in which these people are sent to represent? Then congratulations. You've got what it takes to be part of the Voter Apathy Project. You've already demonstrated that you're so apathetic to what's necessary to ensure the integrity of the election that you clearly don't care how people vote anyway. And you've demonstrated that you don't understand the nature of the Constitution and why the Electoral College was created in the first place. Spoiler alert, it was to help protect minority voices. It was designed to make sure that three or four cities in just five states didn't determine every election. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you said yes to any of those questions, maybe you should just put on a face mask and sign up for an online Constitution class. I would recommend Hillsdale Constitution 101. This is Tim Tapp reminding you that if you don't care enough to tap into the truth, maybe you should just stay home on Election Day. Late-nighters and WCET radio listeners around the world, listen up. The shop is here, and you can order WCET Radio and your favorite shows, Swag, right now. And show your friends and your neighbors you're awake by wearing one of our many shirts, including our Stop the Censorship shirt. That one is a hot seller, so get yours while supplies last. We have coffee mugs, clocks, so you never miss your favorite shows, books, mouse pads, and more coming soon. Just go to WCETradio.com and click the shop link. That's WCETradio.com and get to shopping. Late Nighters, make sure you like and follow WCET Radio and all our shows on social media. Just click the channel you want at the top and bottom of our homepage. Then be sure to share with a friend and ask that friend to do the same. And you become the resistance. 
I listen to WCET every day because it's the most tremendous radio station in America. You heard the man. Nothing better. WCET FM talk radio like no other. Hello and welcome to Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. I'm Dan Perkins. Are you like me and you can't manage your prescription refills that always seem to be out? Well, now the VA service has a great service for you. With this service, you can refill your VA prescriptions online, view your past and current VA prescriptions, and track the delivery of each prescription mailed to you. For more information, go to the VA.com and look for the Prescription Refill Program. This has been your Veterans Tip of the Day. Hello, America. This is Tim Tapp with the Tap into the Truth Voter Apathy Project. Do you believe that Joe Biden is a friend of black Americans? Do you believe that BLM, the organization, actually cares about black Americans? Do you think that a Marxist revolution would be good for black communities in this country? Then congratulations. You've got what it takes to be part of the Voter Apathy Project. You've already demonstrated that you have paid zero attention to the 36 years Joe Biden spent as a United States Senator, plus the eight years he spent as Vice President of the United States. You've proven that you've not been paying attention to black Americans being killed at a record pace during recent riots and violence in great American cities, plus the usual stuff in Chicago. You've also not been listening as original Black Lives Matter organizers have been leaving the organization publicly, announcing that the movement has been hijacked. And you've also not been paying attention in history class when the conversation of Marxist communism, Marxist socialism has been taught because if you had, you would know that not only have more people been killed in the name of Marxism than any other political movement in history, but that it is indeed openly racist, specifically directed at black people. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you said yes to any of those questions, maybe you should go back to eighth grade history class. This has been Tim Tapp reminding you that if you don't care enough to tap into the truth, maybe you should just stay home on Election Day. You can always tell the heart of a man by the final decisions he makes after being wrongfully treated. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards, on today's page from the Edwards Notebook, we all know about the hell that brutish Democrats unleashed upon Georgia State Representative Vernon Jones because he exercised his unalienable right to support President Donald Trump. At first, after Representative Jones dared to appreciate the positive aspects of the U.S. economy upon the black American community due to tax cuts and a reduction in regulations, Representative Jones was ready to fold up his tent and quit his elected position. But after a bit of thought, Representative Jones explained that Democrats used and abused folks in his community for far too long, taking our votes for granted. He also stated that black Americans are waking up an uprising is near, he announced, in his support for President Trump. Representative Jones added, quote, 
I didn't leave the Democrat Party. The party left me. And I will not allow the Democrats to bully me into submission. I will not let them win. Thank you, Representative Vernon Jones of Georgia, for displaying the heart of an eagle that rises above the fray and the little chickens and not allowing the leftist bullies to intimidate you. Let liberty prevail. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. All righty, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for staying with me through that very brief break. Before we transition into the next topic, I want to invite you guys to check out Fire and Flavor. Just add heat. What's that guy talking about, you might be wondering? Well, Fire and Flavor is the name of a company that is involved with a variety of outdoor grilling products. But they went out of their way to try and make it easy for folks to do, especially if you have limited space. Their motto is simple, clean, better, together. And they've been encouraging adventure in food and life all the way back since 2003. 2003. So uh, maybe you want to know a little bit about them. What are some of the projects that they do, what they offer up? Well, one thing, they've got what they call the Hero Grill system. And then they also have the Hero Grill that's by itself. And the Hero Grill system starter pack that includes five pods to go along with. They've got a, a wide variety of things. They also focus on charcoal pods uh, of various kinds. They've got cedar wraps, fire starter. Uh, they've got uh, a turkey uh, bringing bag. They've got uh, spices for rubs and various things. A lot of great stuff, actually. And uh, the only thing you really have to do to check out the uh, Hero Grill system, which is roughly about the size of a laptop, uh, or check out any of the flavorings that they have available, like uh, the chicken rub. They've got a three-pack of that, uh, Asian rub, uh, burger seasoning, a salmon rub, uh, something a lot of people don't think about, a variety pack. It has the steak, burger, and chicken, a, a wide variety of stuff. I mean, just cool stuff. Check them out. Visit tapintothetruth.com. That's T-A-P-P, intothetruth.com. And then there you will see, if you scroll down uh, the homepage far enough, uh, stuff that will uh, take you to the Fire and Flavor website. By all means, please check that out. Now, back to the show. Before I get involved any further, one more quib that uh, somehow I had missed. Uh, Chief made a really good one uh, back to discussing uh, young James in Texas and uh, his mother trying to transition him to a daughter named Luna. Uh, Chief said the mother is a Luna tick. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty good, Chief. Uh, you are on fire today, I got to tell you. Okay. Now, oh, and just now, COG has joined us, so welcome aboard, COG. Uh, we've only got about 15 minutes left in today's broadcast, but it is always a pleasure and joy to have you with us. Uh, the topic here for the last segment, however, is the fact that this kind of came up. President Donald Trump says that he is considering a pardon for Edward Snowden. Now, well, let me read the article here, and then I will opine a bit. I I usually get ahead of myself anyway. 
Uh, President Donald Trump said Saturday that he's considering a pardon for former National Security Specialist Edward Snowden, who has been trapped for years now in Russia, evading charges of leaking information on a national security agency cell phone metadata collection program. Uh, name of the program was Prisma. Prism. Snowden leaked the information to American journalists using members of WikiLeaks team as go-betweens back in uh, 2013, revealing that the NSA was collecting metadata, location, duration, and other information not specific to cause themselves from American cell phones, uh, creating a massive database designed to reveal terror threats, or at least that's what we were told. Uh, the prison program never really yielded results, according to the most recent reports, although Trump administration, uh, like the Obama administration before it, had routinely reauthorized the program. The bulk data collection and analysis program was too cumbersome to be valuable. Back in 2019, the program fell into disuse, at least according to the New York Times, and at that point – appears to be out of operation. Trump told reporters late last week that, quote, there are a lot of people that think that Snowden is not being treated fairly. And then following up on uh, Saturday with comments suggesting he and his administration are considering a pardon, though Snowden technically has not yet faced charges. Trump said, quote, I'm going to start looking at it. It seems to be a split decision. Uh, of course, Trump added that, explaining that the divide on Snowden's actions, many people think he should be somehow treated differently, and other people think he did a very bad things. Uh, that's a dramatic change from Trump's 2013 position on the subject when he tweeted that Snowden was a spy who should be executed. It does seem kind of drastic change of heart. Now, I get it. Eh, maybe he just evolved on the issue, as we so often hear. Maybe he was just shooting from the hip and saying what he thought folks wanted to hear from him when he said he should be executed. I don't know. Anyway, back to quoting this time from a Reuters report. Snowden fled the United States and was given asylum in Russia after he – leaked a trove of secret files in 2013 to news organizations that revealed vast domestic and international surveillance operations carried out by the NSA. Snowden's Russian lawyer told the RIA news agency that the United States should not simply pardon him but should drop all possible prosecutions against Snowden as he had not committed any crimes. That's where I've got to stop. I've got to stop. He has committed a crime. He illegally leaked classified information. That is a crime by definition. Now, was what he did wrong? Because something can be illegal and not be wrong. Sometimes the right thing to do is to break an unjust law. Sometimes the right thing to do is to break a law because the letter of the law is not congruent with the intent of the law. I think that's kind of the situation here. The argument 
has long been that Snowden's leak revealed a program that American citizens should have known about, regardless of the government's argument for secrecy. I can agree with that. I do agree with that. But that doesn't make it any less illegal. The fact that he escaped, that he ran away from facing the consequences also has been my biggest problem with Eric Snowden. We've talked about this uh, well, back when this was a hot news topic, we talked about it quite a bit. Seems to me that if you're going to stand up and you you want to be a truth teller and you want to do the right thing, then you're going to stand up and you're also going to take whatever punishment comes your way as a result of it. Eric Snowden should be sitting in a federal prison, or at least he should have been for some period of time and then later released. I would actually be okay with Donald Trump commuting any sentences that came along. Just go ahead and uh, have the paperwork ready. Tell him, come on back, go through your trial. You're going to be convicted because you are guilty of this. You are going to be convicted. You are guilty of leaking, of mishandling classified information. It was for the greater good. You are a hero for this. You are, but you still broke the law. So as a hero, you must also stand for law and order, and you must accept the consequences of having broken the law. And that is a good first step for us to go and alter the law. I mean there are supposed to be protections for whistleblowers, but uh, you're supposed to still go about doing the whistleblowing in a certain way. There is a legal and a right way to go about that. Biden… Uh, has said a great many things in regards to uh, Snowden, most of which are extremely harsh. But I have not heard an official response from the Biden campaign in regards to this sudden contemplation of a pardon. I, I don't know. I mean Snowden's situation has taken on a different character since 2016 when uh, on on Barack Obama's way out of office he commuted a near life sentence levied against leaker Chelsea Manning uh, Bradley wants to be called Chelsea now Bradley Manning who broke into a classified US military database and stole hundreds of documents and videos uh, during the war with Iraq in an alleged attempt to punish the army for failing its LGBT members, which is a spin that was added later. Manning ultimately sent the materials to WikiLeaks, who published them. Snowden supporters argue that unlike Manning, Snowden was looking to help the American people, not hurt the country's diplomatic position abroad. And again, I get that. I think that's a legitimate argument. I think that you can make that legitimate argument, but it still does not negate the fact that you mishandled classified information, which is a crime and should be a crime. You should face those consequences, and this is the exact reason why in the Constitution the president has the pardon power and the power to commute sentences as well. This is not a case where he should be pardoned. Because he committed the crime, and he knew he was committing the crime, and in my mind, tried to take the coward's way out by leaving the country and hiding since then. 
There's where my problem lies. If he had stayed here, I would be all on board with a full-blown pardon. You did this for the right reasons, but you would have made a stronger statement had you stayed here and had the government make their case against you in court. It would have been a way more powerful statement, and it would have done a whole lot more good, and then you should have been immediately pardoned. But you chose not to go that route. You chose to run away, to run and hide. It's like, I, I really want to do this, but uh, I've got to go. At that point, fine. You did it. You, some part of you not only realized that it was against the law, but some part of you must have thought it was wrong, or you don't run and hide from the consequences. This was a case where that trial would have also been part of the bringing to the American public because you cannot tell me for a second that it would not have elevated the thought process of every single person that was all pro-prism to have to explain themselves. Your goal was to inform the American people that show trial, and it would have been a show trial would have went a lot further towards that goal than running and hiding in Russia and making yourself look like a potential Russian asset, which was the accusation that has been made repetitively. And by the way, at the time that this happened, I had to say so myself. It did look bad. It looked suspicious. I don't think I ever actually said that I believe that to be the case, but I did say it certainly made it look like it. I'd have to go back and check for sure. Maybe if on a glib moment I might have said, oh, yeah, he's a Russian spy in a sarcastic tone, I'm sure. Snowden's case is complicated by a memoir that he published last year, which the Department of Justice says violated a nondisclosure agreement that Snowden signed when he agreed to work for the NSA. So... Does that matter completely here? Uh, clearly, violating the NDA is still not going to uh, – it shouldn't really factor in on whether or not he gets pardoned. My question is – my question is, what do you think? Should Snowden be pardoned straight out? Should he, like I suggest, just be commuted? I don't know. Uh, peeking in the chat room, uh, COG's uh, uh, in here. Da da da. Said uh, Obama loved whistleblowers. Well, the, the right kind of whistleblowers. Let's Chelsea off, but not Snowden. Crooked, broken uh, DOJ. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. I like when I like what you're saying, Tim. Can't imagine being in his shoes though. Well, I I agree. I agree. I mean, it's a tough spot, and. and um, under the Obama administration, which is when Snowden made his move, it's probably a scary time to be a whistleblower against the Obama administration. Uh, COG also is highly recommending, if you have not, uh, listen to uh, Snowden's interview with uh, Joe Rogan. Now, you know, Joe Rogan is absolutely fantastic at getting some of the the, the the widest variety of folks to hear, and he always has great interviews. I, 
even people that I typically don't like much still have great interviews. Rogan always knows the questions. I wish I was as good at interviewing as Joe Rogan is. I I really do. All right, guys, I pick up at the time clock here, and I'm almost out of time. I'm almost out of time. So we're going to have to leave things there, but I would love to hear more from you guys on this topic. What do you think about uh, Snowden? Should he be pardoned? Should he have a, uh, should he stand trial, uh, be sentenced, have the sentence commuted so that he remains a convicted felon but that he doesn't have to spend time in prison? Or should charges just be dropped? Uh, should we leave him in Russia to rot away? I mean, what do you guys think? Reach out to me via social media or drop by tap into the truth.com. That's T A P P into the truth.com. Scroll down near the bottom of the homepage and send me a message that way. Love to hear from you guys on that question. <coughs> we may pick that topic back up a little later, depending on the results. In the meanwhile, as always, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you being here. And that's going to have to be it for today. So remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and more importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. In the meanwhile, you guys out there, stay safe, stay healthy, be smart, even if it kind of goes against your nature. I'm out for now. You guys have a great week and hope to see you back on Tuesday. I'm out.
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.